Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are talking financial literacy with Sarah Ray. Sarah serves as the program manager for student financial literacy at Baylor. She's passionate about helping students navigate the complexities of personal finances and plan for their futures. April is a good time to talk about this. It is Financial Literacy Month, and we're going to highlight some of the resources housed within the Paul L. Foster Success Center at Baylor within the office to serve students. Student financial literacy helps Baylor students understand personal money management to develop the financial knowledge and skills necessary for both current and future financial wellness. Through one-on-one coaching, online education, and more, they help students find success at Baylor and beyond. It's a new program. Sarah Ray, you said you've been here at Baylor uh, talking to you beforehand about eight months. It's great to have you on the program and great to have you doing this. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Well, I said April is Financial Literacy Month. Let's just start there. What, what, what does that mean? What does this month mean to you and, and your colleagues? Yeah, so April's always an exciting month in my field. Um, so really for being a brand new program, what it means for us is we are getting the word out that we exist, for one thing. Um, But we're kind of spreading the message about what financial literacy is. So financial literacy is the knowledge and the skills needed to navigate your own personal financial situation, as well as the wider economy. Um, So one of the most important skill sets, I believe, that students need is just the freedom and the comfort to actually talk about their personal finances. It's not something that in our society or in our culture we talk a lot about. And so my office really allows students to have that space to start asking questions that maybe they've never asked anyone before. Well, let's dive into your office a little bit. Uh, What led to its formation and and helped shape what you offer? Yeah, so like we talked about, I am really brand new to Baylor. So before I arrived, there were staff members in the Paul L. Foster Success Center that were seeing the need for students to have a space to learn about personal finance. And then the provost in particular was really interested in starting a program um, at previous universities she'd been at, um, she'd seen some financial examples of financial literacy work before. Um, and so really it was a place, they were in a place where, hey, we should start something. So it was started a little bit as a side project by some um, staff members in the Paul L. Foster Success Center. And then they quickly realized, hey, the scope of this work is huge. We need to hire a full-time staff member hence I'm here. <laughs> well, that's great. And you uh, you came here about eight months ago, as, yeah. as you said. Um, what stu- when you heard about this opportunity, what, what stood out to you? What made you want to pursue it? Oh, so I was um, doing my graduate work at Iowa State University um, in financial counseling and planning. And really, when I saw the job posting, I was so excited to see that um, Baylor as a Christian university was starting a program. It's a passion of mine to really um, kind of cement our work in Christian principles of stewardship and generosity. And so um, this is the first time I'm working in a space where I can bring um, my faith into my work. And so that's what really excited me about coming to Baylor. 
talking to Sarah Ray, program manager for student financial literacy. And and Sarah, what about this uh, this calling in general? What what interests you about uh, helping working with students in particular in building financial yes. literacy? Yes. So I think what really excites me is that when I was in college. Um, I didn't have a program like this. And I had so many questions about personal finance that I and my peers were having trouble navigating. Um, So when I was in college, I worked a lot in um, a program called supplemental instruction and in tutoring. So on the academic side of helping students. And I just kept thinking, what if there was something for personal finance where I was doing this type of work with students. And so I just kind of found my way through undergrad and into grad school into doing financial literacy work. Um, And that's really what I feel passionate about is making a space for students to get their questions answered. You know, sir, I'm, I'm guessing with a, a lot of people, we don't need to uh, sell too hard the need for something like this because we, most of us, need only look at our own lives somewhere along the way to realize the 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 importance of this. But let, let's talk about students. Whether you're talking about here at Baylor or beyond, uh, probably a lot of overlap, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. But general broad question here. But how would you describe where most students are when it comes to having been provided with financial literacy? Education? So yeah, so I would say most students. Um, have maybe received some amount of financial education, maybe from parents, perhaps. Maybe a little bit of instruction on setting up a bank account or budgeting. Some parents have a deep interest in investing, and they've taught their children a little bit about that. Um, But it's really hit or miss, typically. Um, And then there is a big push in instilling Um, financial literacy education in our K through 12 system. Texas has been working on that for a number of years. Um, But what we are starting to learn from research is this period of being college age is a perfect time to learn about personal finance just based on young people's brain development. Their brains are primed and ready to learn about this complex decision making. Um, because the young adult brain isn't done developing until about the age of 25 or later. And the part of the brain that's developing is the decision-making center of the brain. And um, numeracy skills are increasing. So it's a great time to start doing some of this work. In addition to that, for me, I operate off of a principle called just-in-time education. So it's this point where students are suddenly realizing, hey, I just started college and I need to budget. Or I'm about to graduate and I need to know about cost of living and insurance and investing. And they're deeply interested in these topics and they get excited about them. So it's the perfect opportunity to do this type of work. Visiting with Sarah Ray, Program Manager for Student Financial Literacy at, at Baylor. You know, it's also a very important time just when you think about uh, where they are, where every student's going to be within four years or some <laughs> come this uh, spring here yeah. in, uh, in just a couple of uh, just a couple of weeks. But also just the complexities of the world we live in coming out of, of COVID. You've got a lot of students with, with, with student debt. Mm-hmm. What, what factors do you see as maybe most even more so right now feeding into that need for this for students? Yeah. So I would say just the financial world constantly gets more and more complex. It's just part of 
finance. Um, new laws are passed to regulate, like, hey, financial companies can't do this anymore. So they come up with a new innovative product that's even more confusing and complex. Um, so we kind of always see that in the finance space. So we're always adapting to provide information about how um, young people and just people in general can navigate this complexity. Um, so it's just part of being in a modern economy. Everything is complex in the mm -hmm. finance space. You, you mentioned that students, if they have financial information, literacy teaching to them, a lot of it's from their parents, mm -hmm. but it can be hit and miss. Are there other areas you find students get stuff from? Are there ever any things you have to counter with students? Yeah, definitely. So one of the places that I often talk to students about is getting information from their peers. So um, one thing I'm actually studying in my dissertation right now is that a lot of students compare themselves to their peers as far as what are my peers purchasing? Um, what are my peers doing as far as like eating out? And um, I should be doing that too, whether they can afford it or not. So it's always about keeping up with their peers. Um, the other space I'm really starting to see students get interested in based on interacting with their peers and then the media is in really complex financial products. So I recently talked to a couple of students who, um, you know, they are graduating soon. They don't have a lot in savings, but they have purchased individual stocks and cryptocurrency during their time in college. And it's sort of like, well, it would have really been nice if you actually had that money as cash right now because you, you have some big expenses coming up. Mm -hmm. And so those kind of really interesting um, kind of investment products fascinate some students, but they're not quite ready for them yet because they don't have the basics down yet. Mm -hmm. Talking to Sarah Ray, and, and Sarah, as we dive into uh, some of the nuts and bolts of the program itself, uh, I want to ask, you know, you're here. Tell me about the, the team and how you, you sort of fit in with everything else at uh, the Foster Success Center. Yeah, so let me go ahead and I will tell you about the Student Financial Literacy Office itself and how we fit in with the Success Center. So our office um, consists of several different initiatives within it. So we offer um, workshops and outreach events. We offer online services, but our cornerstone program that we're really working on building up is our peer-to-peer -peer student money management coaching program. So this is where we are taking mostly undergraduates, some graduate students, if they have the time and the interest in it. And we are training them from the basics of budgeting and goal setting all the way up to advanced financial topics. And then they are the people that are going to work with in one-on-one -on -one appointments with their peers. And so it's really an exciting model for students to help students. And then uh, within the Paul L. Foster Success Center, we interface with, in some way, with almost every program in the Success Center. So a couple of examples are um, we are currently working with the McNair Scholars Program to help their students who are investigating options for graduate school. We're helping them figure out what are the financial implications of going to graduate school. Um, we work with the VETS program to help veterans navigate their own unique financial circumstances. And then we work a lot with 
our advising and academic programs and referring each other to each other's services all the time. So it's a great place to be just to serve students. And you are the, uh, the program manager, but you've got a staff as well. Yes, I'm the program manager. And then currently I have a staff that consists of a PhD student and eight undergraduates. Wow. So we literally just hired six of those undergraduates this month and they're in training. Two of them started in January. That's great. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Sarah Ray, Program Manager for Student Financial Literacy in Baylor's Paul L. Foster Success Center. So let's talk about some of the ways that you provide students with with resources. I want to start first by just asking you, so there's the fundamentals, right, that everyone needs to know that no matter where you come from, uh, you know, whether it's just, you know, spending less than you make or making sure you have some liquid, you know, liquid assets. But then everyone's needs are different, too. What's that balance like for you in providing basics for students to get the fundamentals, but then also going deeper based on their own situation? Yeah, absolutely. So there's different ways that we sort of use our services to do the fundamentals and then individualize. So, for example, our workshops are pretty basic. We offer kind of five topics. So that's budgeting, goal setting, credit cards, student loans. And then one workshop that we're still prepping is a moving out of the dorms workshop. So those are the basics. Often our workshops serve as a teaser to get students interested in setting up a coaching appointment with us. So then within the coaching appointment, um, our coaches are trained to really start with those fundamentals. So if we have a student who signs up for, say, doing a budgeting coaching session, we're going to use our kind of our basic um, budgeting, starting budgeting strategy with those students. And then as they get the basics down of budgeting, we show them how you can individualize that or use a different budgeting method and customize it to um, that student stage of life, their own unique interests and needs, and just what works for them. So we start with kind of here's the basic way of doing this, and then what do you uniquely need? Talking with uh, Sarah Ray, and uh, let's talk about some of these uh, different resources more specifically. So one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, uh, what, what can students expect, and what would, what would the experience be like if, uh, if I jumped into one of those? Yeah, so... Um, Basically, what you can expect at the point of sign up through our website is you are going to be asked to complete a pretty short survey to give us some information about your financial situation and what you're looking for. We ask about financial stress level, um, student loan debt, if you have student loan debt, if you know you have student loan debt, because sometimes students don't know whether or not they have student loan debt, and amount. Um, so then... Once students check in for their appointment, currently we're doing them all virtually through the end of the semester. In the fall, we're going back to, we're doing them in person, which we're really excited about. Um, so when students check in for their appointment, our coaches just start with kind of getting to know the student and more about their situation based on what they supplied in the survey. And then it's a conversation between the coach and the client to find out based on what you're coming to us for 
where do we need to guide you? What questions do you have? So it's always a lot of back and forth and really looking at the individual and what they're asking for. What can uh, what are some ways that uh, what, what students have come visit with you? Do they have uh, homework or what do they do to take away? You know, is it simply they go back and try to apply it or they keep visiting? What's that look like? Yeah. So it's always up to the student. So we encourage students to return. So I'll take the budgeting example again. So the budgeting process that we start students with is what we call budget track budget. So this is where we work with the student in their first session to set up um, a projected budget for the upcoming, say, two weeks if they're paid biweekly or for the upcoming month if they would prefer to work with a monthly budget. So we're setting up their projected budget, what they think they're going to have as income and what they think they're going to have as spending. So that's the first budget part. Then we ask them to track all of their spending for at least a month. So this is the check-in to see, um, am I spending what I thought I was going to spend? And they're going to check in to see, what are my spending habits? Um, Did I, if I work pretty infrequently, um, was my income what I thought it was going to be? So if, For the second budget of budget track budget, we ask them to set up a second appointment with us so we can basically look at that data and say, hey, um, you, you know, we're right on on like rent and utilities, but man, you overspent on groceries and eating out. So do you want to adjust that? What do you want to do in the next upcoming month? And that's kind of the process of figuring out a budget. Most people need to do that for at least three months to really have a solid idea of what their spending looks like. I got to think for most of us, unless we do that, our perception probably doesn't quite match reality. No, it Uh really doesn't. Mm -hmm. So you have the personal resources. Uh, What about uh, online resources? Yeah. So currently, our main online resource is an education platform called Financial Literacy 101. So this is a third-party education platform that our office pays for, and students can um, sign up for this education platform. And it's just a whole library of self-paced kind of readings and videos and tools that students can utilize however they want. So there's the basics of budgeting and goal setting, but you could also learn about credit cards, identity theft, um, your credit report, renter's insurance, auto insurance, buying a car. The sky's the limit on what's in that um, library of courses. So it's a great way um, for students to even get feel out, what do I even have questions about and start exploring some topics before they come and talk to us in a coaching session. You're about eight months in, and you probably get a lot more uh, data points as time goes on. But what, what, what services are most popular, would you say? So I would say currently, because I'm only eight months in, the Financial Literacy 101 platform is really popular at the moment. And it's what we refer a lot of students to while we've been getting the rest of the office set up. Um, but I've been seeing an increase in requests for um, different programs across campus Um, for workshops, and then um, people are really excited about the coaching program. 
What in, in, are there any topics that you find resonate uh, most? Any specific topics? Oh, so. I feel like I get questions about every single personal finance topic, honestly, from uh, so last week I did a workshop and I had students come up to me afterwards and ask me about how do I plan for financing grad school, student loans, credit cards, just basically like where should I even start looking for information since I'm graduating in May? So there's all sorts of questions and topics that students ask us. And I think it just comes down to because we have um, so little financial literacy education, people have questions about basically everything. That makes sense. (laughs) Are there any books or uh, resources you recommend, podcasts, anything like that, that students or their parents might want to recommend to them? Yeah, so the book that I recommend that I really like to get people started is called The Index Card, Why Financial, Personal Finance Doesn't Have to be Complicated by um, Helene Olin and Harold Pollack. It's just a really kind of no-nonsense look at um, kind of rules of thumb of getting started on um, personal finance in general. then the other kind of fun resource I send people to is PBS Digital Studios um, has a really fun um, YouTube series called Two Cents. It's um, made by two financial planners. There are a couple based out of Austin. Um, and it's just a really fun look at personal finance topics. Um, and it's produced really, really well. I use it. I've used it in like a lot of my courses to teach different concepts. And, and finally, if there's one actionable step that you would have every student on campus do, uh, what would that be? Um, track their spending. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where Easy I start. Enough. That's yeah. always where I start. People is track yeah. your spending. Well, well, Sarah, we really appreciate your time today. And before we wind down, I ask if, if people want to learn more, take advantage of uh, your resources. What's the best way for them to take that first step? Um, go to our website, which is baylor.edu backslash SFL, or you can just Google student financial literacy Baylor. That's great. Well, we hope people take advantage of that and really uh, a great resource here at Baylor. Sarah, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to share with us today. Thank you. Sarah Ray, Program Manager for Student Financial Literacy our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.